0: The following audio is from First Hamilton Christian Reformed Church, where our vision is to be transformed by the gospel so that we can participate with God in his work of renewing all things in Christ. For more information about First Hamilton, visit www.firsthamilton.ca. How many of us would just love a little more peace in our lives? How many? You don't have to be shy about asking for peace. Uh, how about purpose? You know, we, we often also struggle with, with finding purpose in our lives, living with purpose on a daily basis. I think this line in the Lord's Prayer is finding a balance and helping us find a balance between peace for the future and purpose in the present. The question is, how do we get that? How do we get peace and purpose? Well, as any millennial does, I thought to myself, I'll try Google. Google seems to work for most problems that I have. So what about peace? So I googled peace, and, um, and a list popped up. And I'm a list person, so that made a lot of sense to me. First on the list, how do I find Peace. Focus on the things you can control. Focus on the things you can control. Okay. Next, mind what you eat. Okay. Exercise on a regular basis. See, all of these things seemed pretty manageable to me. And then I realized that they all of the things on the list that Google gave me about finding peace in my life, Rested on control. Control. How do we find peace? It's through maintaining the control by minding what we eat or exercising on a regular basis or focusing our attention on the little things we can control in our day. This sounds okay until we realize that we live in a pretty complicated world, am I right? We live in a world of polarizing conversations, right? COVID-19 realities. We each have an unknown future. There's changing job markets, rising housing costs, unstable economic conditions, climate change questions, the list could go on. This makes it pretty impossible for us to think about and find clarity around what will our world, or even my life, look like in five years from now, ten years from now, 15 years from now. And so the question that I had for Google, if Google were a person, (laughs) was how can I keep control of things in a world like this? In my reading this week, I also stumbled upon something that Tim Keller said, which put the nail in the coffin. Because, other than all of the things that I said before about um, the ways we struggle with control, he brought in pain and suffering to the equation. And he put it like this He said, When pain and suffering comes upon us, which will happen to every single person in this room this morning and online. Pain and suffering is a human condition. And when that happens, we will finally see not that we don't have control of our lives, but that we never did. Enter Jesus, who preaches us prayer, praying, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he teaches us that the way to peace isn't found in trying to control our lives. It isn't trying to micromanage things into bite-sized pieces, nor is it throwing in the towel and saying, I give up, I can't can't control this, so I'm just going to say whatever happens, happens. No. Jesus brings peace and purpose together in this petition. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so let's look at that this morning by looking at what first what is God's will we're taught to pray your will be done well what is somebody's will first I should begin on a little bit of a serious footnote to everything that I'm about to say and that you know we're entering into a a a sermon on God's will and that's very complicated and complex and there's many different views on this through history, and through the Christian church. And what I'm putting forward is a perspective that's common to what we would call reformed theology, but we do have to remember that is one perspective among many. And I think it's biblically grounded, and it, it helps us a great deal, but it is still, there are still unanswered questions when we talk about God's will. And so I just want to frame everything that I'm going to say this morning under that pretense. But first, let's ask ourselves the question, what is somebody's will? It's not a word we often use in our everyday language. So what is it? Well, um, I'll give you two quick examples. On Tuesday this week, I willed a slice of pizza from the bread bar at about 11.30 in the morning. I wished that I would have it. It was my will that I would have this. It was my desire that I would have a piece of pizza because I was hungry and I love pizza from the bread bar. And I know I'm not alone in that. I also may will myself to be honest in my conversations. I desire to be an honest person. Our will is our desires, our wants, right? Our wishes. That's what somebody's will is. God's will is also his desire, his wants, and his wishes. But there's a big difference between my will and God's will. In this way, I don't always get my will. I don't know about you, but my will does not always work out perfectly, You know, I might want a slice of pizza from the bread bar on Tuesday morning, but then I realize that the bread bar is actually closed on Tuesdays. And therein lies a problem. Or I may will myself to be honest in all of my conversations, and then I realize that I actually do bend the truth, and I tell lies. My will doesn't always come to fruition. But God is different. Psalm 115 tells us that God, our God, is in the heavens. He does all that pleases Him, meaning His will is done in heaven. God's will is always done. Paul even further takes this even further and says that God's will is not just always done, but it's always perfect He says this in Romans 12. He says, Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So God's will is different from our will, in that it is always carried out, and it is always good. But let's get one more step complicated in this conversation. So stick with me on this one, okay? So God's will has two different sides to it. It's like a playing card a little bit. You know, there's the the face of the playing card, and then there's the back side of the playing card, right? It's the same card, but it's two different sides, two different angles. You think of a coin. There's the There's two different sides to every coin. God's will has two different angles, two different sides to it. Theologians label this as God's revealed will and God's hidden will. So first, God's revealed will talks about the way that God acts, his justice, his mercy, and in turn, the way that he calls us to act. You know, when we read from God's law in our worship service, it's framed as God's will for our lives. God desires us to act in a certain way. That is God's revealed will. We can know this. How can we know it? We look at the scriptures. We read about God's law. We read about who God is. And then in worship, in gratitude to him, we try to live out God's will in our lives. This is what, this is the, the angle, the side of God's will that Paul is talking about in that Romans 12 passage where he says, you know, do not... Um, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. And the Greek word is thelma. It's a wish or a desire. Somebody's action is action-oriented. There's other instances in Scripture where, where this word is used, and it's always used in reference to God desiring us to act in a certain way. But then what about God's hidden will so we have god's revealed will and we have god's hidden will god's hidden will is his plan that he is carrying out his divine plan you know we've often heard people say well i guess that wasn't god's will have you heard that before that means that that's the the hidden will that people are referring to. This sort of divine plan that God is carrying out that we don't know about until it's revealed in our lives. An instance in scripture where Paul talks about this is in Romans uh, 4 verse 2. Sorry, in Ephesians 1, 1 verse 5, where Paul says, In love, God predestined us for adoption as sonship, to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will. And so Paul is saying, you are predestined in accordance to God's hidden will. It was always God's will. We just didn't know it until God revealed it to us through Jesus Christ. God's hidden will tells us that God is sovereign over all things and is working behind the scenes as the expert, you know, um, Uh, stage manager, making sure everything is happening as it should, according to his sovereign will. And so when we pray, as Jesus teaches us to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, the question is, which side? Are we praying that of God's revealed will, the way that he wants us to act, or his hidden will, his divine plan, I think it's both. See, on the one hand, when we pray, your will be done, we pray for his revealed will. We're asking God to make us obey and follow the way that he's called us to live. That our own wills would bend towards and look more like his. Part of that is through you know, reading scripture, listening to sermons, listening to um, podcasts, reading blogs, reading books, all of these things that we, we try to, we invite God to uh, make his will come to life in us. Practically speaking, when we pray your will be done, uh, we are inviting God to uh, bring us into faithful devotion of him. This includes asking these really big questions you know, just trying to discover what God's will is in a a certain situation. When we uh, have big questions like uh, truth and reconciliation, it is, we don't know necessarily how God wants us to act. And so when we pray, your will be done, it's asking God to lead us, to bend our wills to his will in these big important questions. On the other hand, we also pray for God's hidden will to be done in this we acknowledge that god is divine and sovereign and he rules all things we've sung it this morning already about the king who comes ben was preaching on it last week god's kingdom is come near and therefore his will is going to come to life and so we pray your will be done acknowledging god's divine and sovereign will And rule. When we keep both of these sides of God's will in view in our lives, it gives us both purpose and peace. See, on the one hand, God's revealed will gives us purpose. There is a way that we are to act, that we are to live. There is a right way. There's a way that pleases God. There is a way that we are to live our lives in obedience and worship to him. And that gives us an intense amount of purpose in our, every, in our daily lives. At the same time, we, ha- we also have peace. Because we know that God's hidden will is good. That God is a good God all the time. And all the time God is good. Even though we can't necessarily see that. We recognize it as such. Both, in balance, give us purpose and peace in our lives. But often we lose the balance. Often we let ourselves separate these two sides of God's will. In an attempt to remain control in our lives, we we pry them apart. We pry, we try to split the sides of the playing card and focus on one of God, angles or sides of God's will over another. On the one hand, some of us focus completely on God's revealed will and forget about His hidden will. In this way, we turn our relationship with God into a transaction. We we think, if I obey God's revealed will for my life, then his hidden will will be exactly what I want it to be. I can manipulate it. In a sense, if I obey God, God owes me one. And he will give me the desires of my heart. My kids will all go to church. My family won't have any problems. Life will be easy. I'll never get sick. It sounds neat and tidy, doesn't it? But it doesn't work. When something doesn't go according to our plan, we are shaken. Or when we fall short of God's revealed will, when we sin as we all will, it's our fault. We begin to lose our trust in God, and we forget that sometimes things happen in our lives that do hurt, that are terrible, and we don't know why, and it doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. It doesn't mean he doesn't have our best in mind. If we live only with God's revealed will, anything bad that happens will be our fault. We will have purpose, but no peace. But we can also fall into the opposite trap. We can emphasize God's hidden will. That all things work together for good. So whatever happens, happens. And so it doesn't really matter how I live my life right here, right now, because everything's going to be fine. We ignore God's revealed will and don't submit to it. You think, I define how I live out my sexuality. I decide if I want to sleep with my boyfriend. I don't let God tell me what to do. And we fall on grace. In this, we forget that God's revealed will is actually a gift to us. It keeps us purposeful, but it also keeps us peaceful, peace-filled. If we only emphasize God's hidden will, that he has a divine plan that will work itself out, then we will have peace but no purpose beyond ourselves, which will eventually become paralyzing in itself. Because we're the ones having to define what's right and wrong for us. See, what we need is actually both of these things to stay together. We need to keep in balance God's hidden will and God's revealed will. And that's how Jesus teaches us to pray. When we pray, your will be done. It means we're inviting God to crucify our own wills. We're submitting ourselves to him. We're asking him to, to tell us how we're to live and to trust him for the future. How can we do this? Only if we look to Jesus. You know that this is the only petition in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus actually prays in quotes, When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was facing his death. He was looking forward at the coming hours, and he was seeing what would come for him. And he prayed to God, Father, if you can let this cup pass from me. The one who followed God's revealed will was obedient to God, in every aspect of his life, was shaken by what he saw coming for him. And what did he do? Jesus prayed that prayer. He submitted himself to the hidden will of God and went to the cross. Was it his desire? No in fact i want you know part of me wonders how conflicted jesus actually was in that moment because remember he's fully god fully human he must have been feeling that tension the most in that moment when he was praying not my will not my human will but yours be done and he went to the cross and he submitted himself and he went and he died And he experienced the full separation from life and goodness, from a relationship with his Father. You know, why did Jesus do that? He did it to save us. He did it as our substitute. But more than that, for us, as we consider this petition, thy will be done, he did it so that we can pray that prayer too. You say Jesus, the one who was completely obedient to God, even obedient to death, took upon himself what we deserve so that we can have life in and through him. So we can pray God's revealed will and hidden will in thy will be done in confidence. It gives us purpose in the moment and peace for the future. As the Apostle Paul writes, What then shall we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave himself up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? No one. Jesus Christ, who died We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither present nor future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Church, we can pray your will be done. Because Christ, Christ has made it possible for us. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who we are debted to. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.